Thanks, Adam. Um, I just wanted to ask a little bit more about the types of gastroprotectants that we use in your study. You mentioned, obviously, omeprazole, yeah. and that's my particular bugbear at the moment because we've started just throwing omeprazole at pretty much everything without having any evidence that it's appropriate. Yeah. Um, so what was the sort of proportion of use of, say, the proton pump versus the H2 blockers? It was a bit of a mix because we had some dogs who just had omeprazole, some dogs who had ranitidine and omeprazole, <laughs> some dogs had all three, and some dogs just had ranitidine on its own. Um, in terms of, we kind of didn't tease it out completely because we tried to do it a bit at first, but when we did the power calculations, it was so poor that we, didn't, we couldn't get a meaningful answer as to this one was more associated with the clinical science than this one, um, just because it only worked out at sort of like, say, we like 20 dogs kind of had just this versus... 40 dog had a mix of both and it just got very kind of complicated unfortunately yeah i mean certainly i've had two cases now i'm an oncologist so we use yeah. high dose steroids a lot at the start yeah. had two cases which we've put on a omeprazole for suspected gi bleeds and they've actually been far worse, worse with their gi signs we take them off yeah. the omeprazole and they seem to be fine yeah. um so yeah i think it's a big worry that we're using so much omeprazole these days yeah this was just a, a comment that I can't help saying. Omeprazole has turned into the new Pepsid, right? Because in ICU, we just, everybody got Pepsid no matter what. I guess my question is um, twofold. Uh, my understanding from my neurologist friends is that the, um, the GI complication is disastrous in humans with steroids. It has always been colonic ulceration, so it's yeah. lower GI. Uh, so it never did make sense to any of us that we were giving gastroprotectant since that would be in a different neighborhood. Yeah. might be different in the UK, but in the US it's a different neighborhood. Um, and my question is actually a follow-up to yours, which was, did you have enough numbers to actually parse out whether the H2 blockers versus the pump inhibitors um, had a higher or lower risk? We weren't, unfortunately, because they were given such combinations and because of other factors, we, we just we weren't able to work it out in a reliable manner. There's a suggestion that Maybe meprazole is actually worse than ranitidine for causing GI signs, but the power of that was so low that we decided it wasn't worth kind of reporting it, essentially. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks for a really interesting presentation, a lot of food for thought. Um, yeah. Just wondering, again, I don't know if you'd have had the numbers to do it adequately in terms of power, but whether there was a difference in different doses, because you had quite a dose range of some really high doses of um, corticosteroids yeah. there, and I wondered if there was something about being at a higher dose of corticosteroids yeah. or not. Yeah. It's an interesting point, and actually, no, we didn't look at that. The median dose, actually, we have quite a big range, but the vast majority of dogs in the study all had two mgs per kg per day. So we didn't have the numbers necessary to tease it out because most of them had that dose of prednisolone in a day, essentially. Some, about three dogs started with 0.3 mgs per kg of dexamethasone, which is associated with a higher incidence of GI rotation. But again, the numbers weren't there for us to really say if they were more likely to get GI symptoms compared to just starting prednisolone on its own. Yeah. 